This is Patrick Daly and welcome to Interlinks. Interlinks is a program about international business and globalization and the effects these have had on our life, our work and our travel over the last 50 years or so. In each program, we interview a person from another country or with strong connections to another country to get their unique perspective on these matters and how they have affected their life, their work and their business. There's a little bit of history, a dash of economics, a sprinkling of business and an overlay of personal experience both for me and for my interviewees from around the world. Today, we we will be speaking with uh, Teresa Vigon, Director General of Asturix, the body responsible for the international promotion of the Principality of Asturias in northern Spain. Previously to taking up this post in 2017, Teresa was the International Director of the Technology Services and Consultancy Futuver Group, working in, in Mexico and I think possibly in Panama as well, we'll find out in due course. For 24 years prior to that, Teresa worked with ISEX, the Spanish public body whose mission it is to promote Spanish companies abroad and to attract foreign direct investment into Spain. In effect, it's a body that combines the functions of our own Enterprise Ireland and the IDA in one in one company or in one body. So I'm delighted to have Teresa join me today on the line from Gijón in northern Spain. Welcome, uh, Teresa. I'm delighted to have you here with us today. Oh, thank you very much, Patrick. Tell us a little bit, uh, Teresa, just to get us started, a little bit an overview of your career, um, high level, from the beginnings up to today. Well, as you already told, well, I began at the ISEX, that is the uh, national agency to promote international trade between companies to uh, promote export mainly. Uh, uh, something like uh, 1984, okay. some years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Then I worked there for 24 years and then I realized I needed change and I went to the, the private, uh, private company and I went to live in, in Mexico City. Uh, this was a, a technological company who does digital transformation of institutions. For instance, I have been the project manager of uh, the digital transformation of the real estate registry in Mexico City, the, maybe the biggest registry in the world. It was a very interesting project, and I learned a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. And then, well, I became international manager of the company. I went to live in Panama. And finally, in 2017, uh, well, I was... Uh, nominated for this uh, my actual responsibility as general manager of Asturex, that is the same that Ethex, the company in which I worked for 24 years, but at a regional level, uh, only to the region of Asturias, the, the principality of Asturias. Okay, well, t- tell us a little bit about Asturias. So, w- w- where is it? What's it like uh, geographically and topographically? Um, it, what is its economy like and why is it a principality? Yeah, well, let me begin uh, with the situation. Asturias is a small region in the north of Spain, uh, just in the middle, in the north-north at, at the seaside. Uh, we, we are a little more than one million people. It's a very mountain uh, area is uh, we have a lot of mountains and it's not the the sunny Spain it's the green Spain rainy Spain uh, everything is rain is green yeah, so you're you're on the Atlantic maybe. Atlantic coast is that right 
Yes, we are at the Atlantic coast. Yes, yes, it is. Just in the middle. If you look at the map of Spain, in the north, in the middle, there is Gijón. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, uh, why is a principality? Uh, well, uh, about, uh, I think it was the 14th century, uh, yes, uh, 1388, two houses were arguing about who uh, have to uh, to be the next uh, king of Castilla, and or the the argument was uh, finished with an agreement, the agreement of Bayona, and they decided to settle the marriage between the one of one, one of each house. No, so Enrique and Caterina became the first princes of Asturias, princes of Asturias. And since then, all the song, the, the eldest song of the king, the one who is going to be the next king, holds the title of Príncipe of Asturias. Okay. In the so, beginning, yeah. even it was a property of him, and he could decide everything there. But after, I think, the 15th century or something like that, it's only an honorific uh, title. So it's like like the Dauphin in France or the Prince of Wales in yes. the United Kingdom, yeah? The Prince of Wales is the same, exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, now we have a princess. Uh, we have the King Felipe and Princess Leonor, Leonor. Princess of Asturias. Yeah. Uh, what's the current economic situation and demographic situation in Asturias? And where do you see the areas of best potential for the future of the Asturian economy? Well, the, in the actual situation, the, the main products we work with are uh, maybe iron, steel, zinc, uh, also the energy producing, but at the traditional way, not a clean way. Uh, and I think, well, it, this is not the, the future. I think we should change our model of uh, industry. Uh, we are a very industrialized region. The the industrial sector means uh, that 22% of the GDP uh, and in the rest of Spain is the 18th. And even the European Union advices uh, for the 20. So we are a mainly industrial region. We don't don't depend so much of the from the tourists because we are not the sunny Spain. Mm. Uh, we are the green Spain, the rainy Spain. Uh, we have another attractions and uh, uh, demographic. We are a small region only with one million people, uh, and I think uh, we need. To, to maintain that uh, the demography and to fill the, the Asturias, the wide Asturias. No? Yes, uh, we have to create the conditions for people to uh, be able to live and work in any part of Asturias, not only in the, in the cities, in the big cities. We have not big cities. They are around... Uh, 250,000 people. Yeah, so you, have, uh, but, you have three three main cities, isn't it? Oviedo, Gijón and Gijón, Aviles. Aviles, yes. Um, Gijón is uh, 250,000. Oviedo is about 
200,000, and every less maybe 100,000, 120. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we need to create the conditions to 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 allow the the entrepreneurs to uh, create their companies and to work in the in the rest of Asturias. Is uh, the central area is quite crowded, and we need to have people in the in the winds, in the west wind and the, the east wind, and to and for that we need to have the condition good. Uh, uh, internet, uh, good uh, communications, and also uh, well, a, a good way of life, a good uh, style and level of life. And quality of life, isn't that right? Quality of life, that's yeah. right. So the, the body you lead at the moment, Asturex, uh, its mission is to help the promotion of uh, companies from Asturias outside of Spain to export and so on. So how does Asturex um, achieve that mission? Well, uh, there are some uh, agencies like us, in, I think, all over the world. And our mission is, as you say, to increase the sports of, of our companies. How we do that? We try to help people through, we try to support uh, companies. We cannot export. The, the ones who export are the companies. So we have to create the, the tools to help them to do it better or to do it more. No, so we are using tools, all tools, like the, the I, I mean all tools because they were also, we were using them in the past century, like uh, fairs. Uh, like uh, the travel, uh, business travel, eh? and, uh, and now we are uh, re- reinventing us, mm-hmm. recreating everything because of the this pandemic has thrown us into uh, the digitalization. So, I mean, we have to create uh, digital tools to help companies to come into international markets through the uh, markets online like uh, platform or e-mark services or e-commerce platforms uh, using digital marketing, interviewing his clients by video conference instead of going in a physical trip. So everything has changed. So we have to change our tools, our way of helping companies uh, in the same way. We have to be side by side with the companies, helping them. So we have to change in the same uh, way. And as you look to the future, what do you see as the uh, challenges for the Asturian economy and where do you see the opportunities? Well, the the challenge is the, the change because, well, I talk to many companies that they are aware that the digitalization is a need. It's already here. We have to work in that way. But digitalization has nothing to do with them. It has to do with the others' company. So I think the first thing is that everybody has to realize that the Internet of Things is here for everybody and your company has to be digitalized, even if industrial services, uh, anything. Uh, it's not the same thing thinking on Zara or thinking in a small uh, shop in, in the corner of your street. Maybe the, the digitalization for this shop is to use WhatsApp, uh, but you have to rethink everything everything. Uh, so the, the big challenge is the change. And uh, it's, it's, uh, well, I think the, the only thing that is, that is certain is the change. 
Yeah. You have to be changing every time. You have to adapt yourself to the change, to the times. Everything is going on, going on, and and you have to adapt. So it's the only thing we have clear: change. And talking about the changes related to coronavirus, do you see coronavirus as a catalyst, maybe for processes of change that were already underway, or do you see it as a trigger, like a detonator for new and permanent changes in the economy? Well, I think uh, the COVID-19 is going to be a, a, a new new start, a fresh start, or should be a fresh start for um, a lot of things. We were in a way that maybe they has uh, it has no return, and I think the the climatic change at the 2030 objectives have to be taken seriously, not only as a phrase. You have to really assume these objectives. So I don't want to go back to the uh, prior situation. I want a new world, a new normal world, without a lot of things of the old world. I think you sh- we should be much more careful with the environment and with the, the earth. And that is not going to last forever if we continue uh, the way we were. And then t- talking about changes, we see uh, globalization that ha- we've been living with globalization, say, uh, since the 1970s, and it has progressed quite a lot. And then in recent years, with Brexit, the election of Trump, commercial wars and so on, we've seen maybe uh, globalization being stopped or maybe going a little bit backwards. Where do you think we are with globalization? Are we going backwards? Are we stopped or are we just changing? I see globalization well, it's, it's not the awful idea everybody is thinking now that is uh, every, that everything is is cause of globalization. Maybe we have to rethink uh, about the suppliers we have, and maybe we have to have uh, more suppliers than only one, China. Yeah? Now we have the opportunity of rethink the world, of rethink our uh, chain of suppliers, of uh, diversify. Our suppliers, maybe uh, it's going to be uh, one area, America, another one, Europe, another one, Asia. Uh, but uh, everybody has to think carefully that uh, maybe the cheapest suppliers is not the best. And if we continue the way we were going, uh, China is going to have the leadership of the world without adapt. Okay, so I think people are talking about a lot lately a move away from globalization to a form of regionalization so that we deepen the links within geographic and economic areas, maybe like Europe, East Asia, North America, and so on. Is, is that something you see that you agree with that idea? Do you think that's a good description well, of what's happening? I, well, I think that, uh, yes, the world is going to move in that way. Is going to have a, a region, uh, North America and South America, Europe another region, Asia another region. But I insist, and if you are clever, eh, when you choose your chains of suppliers, you will choose preference from your area, your region, but um, you have to have more than uh, from one area. 
If not, you are in the same position that we were. So, mm, yes, I think it's, it's a time for a, a big change, for rethink carefully everything. But uh, probably we are going to have regions of suppliers. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, as we're coming into the final stages of the uh, interview, maybe we'll just change direction slightly. So I might just ask you about what kind of things you like to do outside of work. Or outside of work. Well, I'm very, very, very fond of opera. Uh-huh. Opera. Okay. And interesting. Well, now I have been lucky because all the theatres, the main theatres in the world, the Metropolitan Opera House, the Royal Opera House, Covent Garden, um, the Teatro Real in Madrid, they have opened their uh, videos to the public every day, the Metropolitan um, allows you to see by streaming an opera also the the Covent Garden and so in these uh, times I have been uh, looking a lot of opera you found me in a quite operatic situation now (laughs) (laughs) It's strange how um, Covid and the uh, restrictions and the confinement has changed how we consume media, isn't that right? Uh, yes, very strange. Because it's, well, it's very good to have these uh, videos and um, because they are uh, registered, recorded by a live, a live. But it's not the same to see the opera in the theater that in the, your smart TV. So. Uh, the emotion is the emotion is different. Uh, three days ago, there was an, uh, the first performance in the Teatro Real in Madrid, uh, the La Traviata by Verdi, uh, in a special condition. Singers who not don't touch each other. Uh, the uh, people was at uh, only one and and another not no, the half of the, the forum. Uh, but there was so emotion in the people that was there that the applause was the most long applause I ever heard. Everybody was really emotionate about about being there, having again a live performance in a theater. So, yes, it's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of change in that particular it's, area. It's not the same. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not the same. But uh, I guess yes, you a know, lot of change. It's not, it's not the same, but yet we find a way. We always find a way, don't we? Yes, you have to adapt. If you don't have breath, you have to have uh, anything else, but you have to adapt. And it's a very good adaptation. Now, it's not the same uh, an opera recorded today than recorded 30 years ago. So it's a, a big difference. And also, you have a very beautiful uh, performance and spectacles made uh, alive but recorded for someone who allows you to to watch them by Facebook or any other media no yes exactly uh, have you read anything lately that you know was particularly inspiring and that you would like to, to recommend to our listeners well really uh, it was not a, a book it was a, a conference a video conference I saw uh, the conference belongs to a, a series of a course made by well by Ethex, uh, trying to show the world, the world, the digital world we are, not the one who is coming to the company CEOs, uh, to explain to to help them to understand the the how things work now, and there was one, and I tried to translate the title is something like that who brought you till here. 
it's not going to take you through the future. Yeah, what what got you here won't get you there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, and uh, I sent that link uh, to a lot of uh, companies because it's so real. Uh, you have been a very successful uh, company, a very successful CEO. You have earned a lot of money and you have done things wonderful. But from here to the future, this is not going to be the same. You have to change the way of thinking, the way of uh, your company does, does things, and the, and the model of business. So be very careful because you have a short time to change. If not, you will die. And this is where you, you, you and I have spoken before about this tension between strategy and tactics. And many um, CEOs and many um, high-level executives spend too much time in tactics and not enough time in uh, strategy. Is that is that something you see? Yes, yes. Uh, um, unfortunately, uh, a lot. You talk with uh, some people and they are so busy with the things that the, of the day, the, the, the tactic thing, the operative thing, that they don't have time enough for a step uh, backward and to look with a different point of view and to think strategically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, this is the very, very important thing but because you can work a lot, but if you don't not have clear the strategy, you don't know where you want to go. And that is, this way, is very difficult to reach this point exactly. where you want to go. Yeah. Finally, then, uh, Teresa, um, where can listeners find out more about Asturex uh, on the web, on social media and so on? Well, uh, we have our web is asturex.org. Mm-hmm. Also, we are present in uh, Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn. And the, the page is also Asturex. Mm-hmm. It's very important, I think, in these moments to communicate everything, to be very near to the companies. Because if we want to help them with its internationalization, we have to be very near and to communicate uh, a lot and to make us be known by everybody. Exactly. So thank you so much, Teresa. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today. Keep well, uh, keep safe and look after yourself. The same for you, Patrick. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, Thanks also to our listeners. And remember that if you would like to find out more about globalization, international business, and how we can help you to formulate and implement business strategies that deliver, please check out my blog and website on albalogistics.com and my book, International Supply Chain Relationships, which can be purchased on Amazon and Google Books. This is Patrick Daly of Alba Consulting. Goodbye and keep well until next time.